and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast in which we talk about every episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. I am Holland, and today we don't have Kelsey here because she is out of town. So we have a special guest host, my cousin Carly. Hi, guys. (laughs) So Carly... Uh, and I watched season three, episode 19, It's Raining Men, and I will read the YouTube summary, and then we'll dive in very briefly into maybe a little bit of Carly's background with Degrassi. Um, so this episode, Marco has had his eye on Dylan for six months, but things look gloomy as Tom gets closer to Dylan. But with Spinner's help, Marco asks Dylan out on a date. Funny things happen. Marco throws a scary fit over a bee, gets nervous about holding Dylan's hand at the movie, and having to deal with Marco's homophobic father. But even after one disaster after another, Dylan asks Marco out on another date and even gives him a kiss. Meanwhile, JT is in a commercial about fries and everyone teases him about it. Everyone but Manny, that is. This summary is a clusterfuck. I'm sorry, but they didn't even leave anything for mystery. Like, they literally go into detail about every aspect of this episode. Okay, YouTube, I don't know what's going on with these summaries, but you're starting to fall short. So, Carly, why don't you give, like, a brief overview of your Degrassi experience? So mainly because of Holland, she's a little bit older than me, and she kind of introduced me to Degrassi at a very young age when it came out, and I wasn't nearly as, you know, obsessed watching every single episode, like, when it aired, but I definitely was one of those people that would watch it when I could and have seen probably all the episodes and tried to keep up when it got, you know, a little strange with all the new characters, but then, you know, fizzled off as well. Um, I'm excited to see what those seasons 10 through 13 are like. (laughs) But yes, I was definitely a lover of Degrassi, a very big fan. Love all the original characters, so I'm very excited to be here. (laughs) We're excited to have you, even though I'm sad that Kelsey can't be here with us. So before we jump in, uh, we'll talk about the song title, episode title. Um, It's called It's Raining Men, which... By a song, Hallelujah, which is a song by the Weather Girls. It came out in 1982. It was a big disco hit and has since become just like a huge gay anthem as well, obviously, for obvious reasons. And it's a delightful song, and I'm into it. And I mean, it's only raining really one man for Marco in this episode but I guess I think it's fitting because it's like Marco's first date and gay anthem uh, I think it works I think every single gay man and even straight woman has danced to this song at some point so I think it's very fitting as well so the episode starts with Marco pulling up to the school and he's like guys guess what School dance, it's Bollywood themed. Look at my poster because, of course, it's Bollywood themed because Marco is obsessed with Bollywood. And the poster is like uh, like a weird like Bollywood photo shoot that he did with Ellie. And it's very interesting. 
It's quite colorful. Um, got a lot of like that ombre type colors, and it's just like Ellie and Marco in this like ambiance of Bollywood. It's very Marco. Um, and can I think I want to jump into fashion police right away because yes, Paige is wearing a bright red jacket with like fluffy, puffy like balls hanging like on like the sweatshirt, like pulleys on it. I'm like. And it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And in this outfit, she's also wearing sweatpants, like straight up, like baggy sweatpants. And I was just, Paige, what what are you doing? But, you know, a lot of drama has happened. So maybe she's just not feeling herself completely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know what's happening with that outfit. And um, Dylan and Spinner have the exact same hair, which like Dylan's hair was always like that, but Spinner's hair has we noted in previous episodes has just been growing and growing. And now they're both at like the same haircut, which like must, which again lends credence to in the previous episode when Kelsey pointed out that like Paige and Spinner look like their siblings. And then now that Dylan and Spinner have like the same haircut, it's like, yeah, because he looks exactly like Dylan now. It's super weird. Yeah, I definitely thought that as I was watching the episode, especially in some scenes where Dylan and Spinner are t- like together in the <laughs> same area. You're like, wow, these guys look exactly like Paige. What's going on? We got some little Freudian things going on right there. <laughs> it's not great. Um, Noodle hair. Manny is wearing a juicy pink tracks suit. Like it like has to be juicy brand. Like it's the exact same material and everything. Um Marco, when, oh my God, the entire sequence when Spinner is like taking Marco through his wardrobe is amazing where he's like freaking about what, freaking out about what he's going to wear on this date. And like, there's like a shimmery shirt that Spinner's like, who uh, Enrique Iglesias called and wants a shirt back. And there's like, uh, like a, like a weird, like peasanty top where he's like, <laughs> he's like it's Oliver Twist and he's like please sir don't wear this anymore he like has a British accent in his commentary it's amazing there's like a cowboy shirt that's awful and he's like what are you like rounding cattle like what is happening it's got tassels guys it's got tassels <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've seen Marco wear this shirt in an episode so and then when Marco or when Spinner tries to throw it out Marco's like wait no no I love this shirt he's like don't throw that one I'm like, why? It's like a weird cowboy shirt. Like, out of all of them, I would have been like, maybe don't throw the Enrique Iglesias one that looks like fine material. But whatever. And then... Um, Paige's hair is on point this whole episode. I will say that. I'm loving all the, like, she's got some little braids going on. She's got her hair kind of pulled back. Probably in those, like, little pink butterfly clips that we all... No and love from the early 2000s. Um, may I just say the floppiness of the men's hair is still going on. Marco's hair is crazy, like straight up just bushy all over his, his face. You can barely even see his eyes. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, everyone's hair is super long, um, including JT, who in his, his dumb fry commercial, which we will get to, he's wearing like the most 2004, like, what a white person thinks a gangster should look like. He's wearing like a turquoise basketball jersey, like oversized basketball jersey, very baggy clothing. He's wearing like a sideways hat and he has like chains and it's 
all bad. Like, I'm pretty sure the Pimp My Ride font was used in, like, the logo for this, like, Superfly fries. It was very Pimp My Ride-esque, like, that aesthetic. And it just kind of sent me back into a time portal to, like, MTV in 2004 in a bad way. I was just about to say, it's literally circa, like, 2004, MTV, this is what a gangster looks like. <laughs> um also, date when uh, Spinner or whoa, no, Marco and Dylan go on their date. Marco ends up choosing this outfit that is just like this really yellow long sleeve shirt in like a black vest, and it's I don't really love it. It kind of looks like a bumblebee on top, but Dylan looks great. He has this like brown leather jacket on, very like jock esque. Like I loved it, and he's hot, so you know. Yeah, Dylan looked great in this entire episode. He was wearing, like, really tight T-shirts, showing off his muscles. He, Dylan is beautiful. I wrote that down multiple times. And, okay, at the end of the episode, Jay is wearing a black sweatshirt with, like, a flaming maple leaf on it, and I was really confused about it. I didn't even notice that, but, <laughs> ugh, Jay. <laughs> and Spinner wears, of course, a blue like spitfire sweatshirt because he's spinner and he wears that Volcom shirt he always wears we'll also say that during their like brief moment of cheer practice that happens Manny's got this like huge bun but I guess her hair is like really thick and poofy so it's just like wow that's like a huge ball on the back of your head (laughs) also her eyebrows are on point this whole episode I'm like really impressed with her eyebrows (laughs) they're on fleek dudes um do I sound cool to the young people who listen um, but I think that is all of the, oh, also Marco's fucking hat. He tries oh. to wear on his day. It looks so bad. And Dylan is like, yeah, that, that, that's a bad hat. And Marco's like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. And I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't have worn that hat, dude. Um, but uh, that's all I really have fashion wise. Same. That's about it. Okay. So <laughs> Marco has his poster. His dad is like, really excited about it and he's like oh but you need a date to the dance also marco's parents accents are like so over the top like stereotypical italian accents that i like i hope to god that the actors who play them actually have those accents otherwise i feel like it's really racist yeah i they were literally like feel like the director was like just be that stereotypical italian family because i was just like hearing his dad's voice and i'm like oh lord man this is just <laughs> it's not great it's really not great it was a lot so yeah so he pulls up to the school he's with his dad and his dad's like all proud of him for like planning the dance and he's like oh and and so then uh page is like oh and we're good like like me and spin here like future king and queen of the dance and then hazel's like um you mean me and jimmy duh and then marco's dad is like no 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 it's going to be marco and somebody and they're all like "Mm, probably not but they don't say anything and marco's like no i'm gonna be way too busy planning this to have a date dad no let's stop talking about this please and you'd think, like, with the dad, his his son is planning a dance, which, <laughs> I mean, most guys, I don't think they're really that into it. And then when his dad is asking, oh, my son is going to be king, who are you bringing as a date? You could do this or this. Marco's just, like, so uncomfortable. He's just like, I don't know what to do right now. Like, please leave. I know. Poor little closeted baby Marco. Um, But, yeah, and then the credits roll. And then... um. He, they're walking down the hall, right? Yeah. And 
is Marco talking to Dylan? Oh, yeah. And so then after that, Marco's walking down the hall with Dylan and he's like, oh, my God, I sometimes I wish I could just say, yes, dad, I do like somebody and it's a guy. And Dylan's like, oh, yeah. So, oh, you do like someone? And Marco's like, mm, yeah, it's just somebody. And he gets all shy and it's like, oh, my God. Marco is so in love with Dylan. And then Dylan tries to ask him out on a date. He's like, oh, so this like zombie movie came out. Like, I really want to see it. And Marco's like, oh my God, no, I hate zombie movies. Like, I can't do those at all. Like, oh my God, I can't do it. And then it's like, no, Marco, he's trying to ask you out. Let him do it. And because he loves you too. Um, but Mar it's Marco's like totally like, no, I hate zombie movies. What are you talking about? And then Dylan's like, oh, okay, I guess Tom wanted to go. And then Marco gets all, like, freaked out. It's like, oh, my God, what? Who's Tom? And it's like, Marco, open your eyes. I mean, I get it. He's scared, and he's, like, really insecure, and he, like, likes Dylan so much. But it's also kind of like, Marco, open your eyes, boo. Yeah, Marco, you kind of need to get your shit together a little bit. <laughs> Dylan's really hot. He's not going to wait around for you forever. Oh but I did write down, I'm like, they're so cute together walking down the hall. I just like sighed a little bit inside. <laughs> Adorable. Um, also, zombie flicks, I get it. I don't like them either. They're kind of weird unless it's like a comedy. But that's why you go with someone because then you can hold on to them and be like, I'm scared. I'm scared. It's the perfect date movie because then Dylan can be your protector. Marco, you're not thinking this through. Um, so then we cut to this dumb B plot, which like... I, oh my god so apparently jt is in a commercial for superfly fries and we find this out while toby potato that he is is standing at his locker and then jt like hoists this cardboard cutout of him in his like weird like superfly fries like wingster outfit and like in his in toby's face and toby's like what the hell is that and JT basically just like bullies him into having a watch party of like the premiere of his commercial at his house. Also, JT comes up to Toby's like, what up, dog? And it's like, <laughs> oh, Lord, we are in the Randy phase of American Idol where every boy is saying <laughs> that phrase. Um, this poster, JT has no neck. Like <laughs> it is actually the most awkward looking photo ever. He it cuts from like his face to his jean jacket or whatever he's wearing. And it's really awkward and he looks really weird and he's like so excited that this poster is going to be in every single cafeteria in all the schools. I'm over here like, dear Lord, you should not be excited about that. <laughs> it's so not good. And then like Manny walks by and he's like, oh my God, like I have to invite, like JT's still so in love with Manny, like poor little guy. And so he's like, Toby, like, I'll have a very exclusive guest list. Like, please let me have this at your house. And Toby's like, yeah, fine, whatever. Okay. Like, Toby's being a good friend and, like, letting him have this dumb commercial party at his house. Um, but I don't know. I also feel like Toby should be like, hey, dude, this isn't cool. But I don't know. They've kind of drifted apart lately. Yeah, and it's it's kind of sad because JT's like, I want to have this big party, but at the same time, he like only has eyes for Manny, and I feel like all he wants to do is like get Manny to come to this party because he's like, you got to look at me in my super cool, super fly commercial. <laughs> Seriously. Um. So then we cut over back to like the interesting storyline, and so Spinner has 
become like has done a complete 180 since like the first episode of this season um and he's like oh marco like you like dylan right like what's going on with that and he's like totally trying to play matchmaker and he's like he give is like giving marco advice he's like just ask the dude out like just say dude i like you you like me let's hook up and it's like oh my god it's so funny and so he like Gives, like, Marco a little pep talk in the hallway. And Marco, like, is about to walk over to Dylan. And then he sees Tom there who, like, has made him a burned CD or something. And then Marco's like, oh, never mind. And, like, freaks out and runs away. But I'm loving how much, how helpful Spinner is being. And how, like, he's, like, finally being a really good friend. And he's getting... He's, like, slowly but surely getting over his, like, homophobia. I mean, at the beginning, he, like, he starts to make, like, a flaming joke, which is, like, ugh, of course. Like, But it's, like, Spinner. Is, it's still Spinner. He's not going to be perfect, but he's, like, being so much better than he was. Guys, this is the most I've ever liked Spinner <laughs> ever in an episode, and that's saying something because he can be a douchebag. Um Marco is even shocked. So Spinner like initiates this conversation. It was like, yo, what's going on with Dylan? Marco looks at him like, why are you talking to me about this? Because last time I checked, you thought this was super weird. So I was very happy that Spinner has done this 180. Clearly is realizing that friends are more important than your sexuality, which good job, Spinner. Most of the world needs to start doing that as well. Um, But... Yeah, solid advice, Spinner. Um, <laughs> very much, you can tell. He doesn't know a lot about, you know, what to do in the gay culture of dating, but he does give Marco some confidence, and Marco needs confidence in this episode. Yeah, Marco is just like a ball of insecurity this whole episode, which is understandable. It's like that also mixed with, like, still being closeted, which I'm sure is just, like, such a stressful and hard thing to go through. Um but no, I love, and then I love how Spinner, like, Marco's like, why are you even talking to me about this? And Marco, and Spinner's like, dude, I'm your friend. Like, talk to me about this. Like, that's what, this is what it is. And it's like, yes, yes, Spinner, finally. And then they're in class and they're like learning about bees. And this is where we learn that, like, Marco hates bees for some reason, which I don't understand the point of this. Like, he freaks out about bees in the textbook. And then later there's a bee on their date. And I'm like, why, like, why is, okay. Is this supposed to be like symbolism for something? I don't really know. Yeah, it's kind of just like a random storyline that they just like put in there. Um, also, I forgot to mention when Marco like tries to talk to Dylan and Tom comes up, Marco looks like a sad, rejected like puppy dog. And no. you just his eyes, you just feel so sorry for him. But yeah, during this little presentation, Marco is like, bees are like flying death monkeys. And I'm like, what is what? <laughs> Like, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, I would understand if he were, like, allergic to bees, but I don't even think he is allergic to bees. But I don't know. Whatever. And then uh, in the class, like, Spinner's still talking to Marco, and he's like, like, what is it? Like, it's okay. Like, what's going on? And then, like, or he's like, what's the deal with this Tom guy? And then Marco's, like, the saddest little puppy dog, and is like, he stole my crush. And I was like, Marco, it's okay. And then... And then Spinner is like, Marco, fuck that noise. Like, dating is war and you have to be able to fight dirty. And he's like, stop feeling. And I think he says, like, you need to have confidence in yourself. Like, stop, like, 
Like, don't put yourself down. He literally says, don't put yourself down. Like, Dylan likes you. Like, have confidence in yourself. And it's like, oh, my God. Spinner is just on point this entire episode. And then late, and then he goes <laughs> and finds Dylan in the hallway. And he's like, hey, Dylan, what's going on? And then he's like, oh, you hear about that Tom guy? I heard he has scabies. And then he, like, hugs Dylan for a really long time in the hallway so and makes sure that Tom sees. And Dylan is like... Spinner, what the fuck are you doing? I'm sorry, scabies? <laughs> what? Isn't that something that like you get from a rabid dog? <laughs> That's rabies. Oh, <laughs> but <laughs> good try. I think scabies are like a weird like like open sore type of thing. I don't know because Spinner's like, I saw him in like the locker room. He looks really gross. And Dylan's like so confused. And then finally he's like, Spinner, what the hell are you even doing? And he's like, Dude, you like Marco? Like, you need to ask him out. Like, he's like really scared and freaked out. And Dylan's like, I know, like, I'm don't I was going to, but um, I don't think he's ready. And like, I remember being closeted and like I wasn't ready for my first date, and I like don't want to put that pressure on him. And Spinner's just like, look, like I know he's fine, he'll be okay. And then Dylan's like, What do you know about being gay? And then Spinner's like, I don't, but I know Marco. And I know he really likes you and that he wants to go on a date with you. Which, again, is just like, who is this person, like, inhabiting Spinner's body because he's being a great friend this entire episode? I think Spinner's, like, really listening to Marco because I think at the beginning of the episode, Marco is talking to Spinner and being like, Dylan is the first guy that I could actually see myself hooking up with. So clearly, like, Spinner is actually being a good friend and taking that into consideration when he's talking to Dylan being like, no, you you should ask Marco. Like, I understand he's scared and I don't know that much about, you know, being gay and going on your first date, but, like, you should do this with Marco. And I'm just, I'm very impressed, Spinner. Good job. I think Paige is rubbing off on you with the matchmaker <laughs> aspect. And I guess probably with the tolerance for gay people because, like, Dylan is Paige's brother so I think all of that is like Spinner is like actually growing as a human which is really nice to see um meanwhile we see cheer practice and um Carly was actually a cheerleader she did gymnastics for like ever when she was little and then she did cheer in high school and she cheered in college at Michigan so um I would just like to hear I'm gonna call you an expert at cheer and I just want a, like a mini review of the Spirit Squad uh, practice glimpse that we saw. So I don't know a ton about Canadian cheerleading. <laughs> Who knows what their uh, levels may be like. But they do start up with some like they have some preps going on, which is decent for high school. I mean, <laughs> everyone's like a sophomore or freshman. So maybe they're just like the JV squad. Um, we do see a full down. We get some cartwheels in there. So I'm like, yes, we're doing something. And the routine is like pretty on point for, you know, being organized. Everything's on time. Their motions were a little tragic, but <laughs> every TV show where I've seen them try to do cheer motions is just not great. But at least they try to do some aspects of cheer and not the weird crap they were doing in middle school because that was dumb. You mean the toe touch? <laughs> Dear Lord, that episode, I just wanted to like kick Hazel and be like, no girl, you need to read a manual. <laughs> Even Manny's, like, good attempt at what Hazel was calling a toe touch still wasn't even... That's not what a toe touch is. 
It's just, I mean, it's when TV is like making fun of cheerleaders and I'm not a fan because like we're pretty athletic people and (laughs) I'm glad that now they have actually tried to make it a more like organized and little more talented group of girls and be like, okay, now we actually look like a cheer squad. Yeah, they have come a long way. Um, So we're at cheer practice and JT is still the mascot, which I always forget about. And after practice, he like, finds Manny. He's like, you have to come to this thing for my commercial. I really want you to go. And Manny's like, that's at Ashley's house. And he's like, don't worry. Uh, Toby said she wasn't going to be there. And she's like, JT, like I can, I can avoid people like talking about me at school when I'm trapped at this house. Like it's not going to happen. It's going to be awful for me. But JT is just like super persistent and is like, Manny, I really want you to be there. It's like, and it's like one of the like the biggest things in my life. I'm super proud of it. And I really want you to be there. And basically just like guilt trips her into going to this thing that she doesn't want to go to. Also, I feel like you're not really stuck in a house. You're more stuck at school because you can't you have to go to school every day. You have to see these people every day. And I guess you can walk away from them. But a party, even if you show up, it's not like you're locked in the house forever. You can kind of leave and come back. I don't know, though. I think at school, like, no one's going to talk about her in class. And when they would talk about her, she can just, like, walk away in the halls. I think that's kind of what she meant. But, yeah, at this, like, dumb, intimate commercial party, that wouldn't be fun. That's like going to a party and, like, not really knowing anybody and, like, but except you do and they all, like, like, no, I that would be awful. And I totally get why she doesn't want to go. But but JT's just like, no, you have to go, please. For the most part, it's all JT's friends, though. And I feel like at least with that grade of people, yeah, I understand the grade above her that is Craig's grade and Ashley's grade. They like all hate her. But I do think at least with this party in some way, she does have at least like Emma and friends that are there because it's for JT, not for, you know, Ashley or something. Yeah, but I bet Emma and her are still not great after the accidents will happen episode because Emma was still like fucking annoying and awful and we don't need to talk about that um but whatever so she agrees to go and then we're at spinner's house and this is when marco comes over and he's like spinner i need your advice like i have all these options i don't know what to do i don't know what to wear and i was like marco why are you asking spinner for fashion advice and he's like marco like why are you asking me for fashion advice i'm spinner i am can't do this and Marco actually brings up a good point where he's like, yeah, but Dylan's style is closer to yours and I need help. And this is where we get the great montage. Part of me, I kind of want to insert the soundbite. Oh, wait, we t- I totally skipped over the fact that Dylan finally asked Marco out on a date and it's adorable. Like Marco is like walking around yeah. with like the weird, like sad hip hop music that plays like when he is sad. That happens in Pride. It's really weird. I'll insert that under like this while I'm talking. It's like, why is this Marco's sad music? It's so weird. It's kind of unsettling. But then he like goes to his locker and Dylan is like, hey, guess what? I like somebody and it's you. And I want to go on a date with you. Let's do it. And it's great. And it's adorable. And then, so then we, that's when we go to Spinner's house and have the amazing fashion montage. And I feel like, I don't, is it his dad or something who answers the door for Marco and Marco's like running in with his outfits and it's like, Spinner, 
I need help, like throws all these outfits on the floor. And I feel like the person, whoever answered the door is just like looking in like, what is going on right now? I think it's Kendra. I think Kendra is just like standing and watching this entire thing unfold, and which is amazing. And Spinner's like, okay, straight eye for the gay guy, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, of course. Do I go sporty, cowboy, vintage, or clubby? I don't know. Uh, dude, maybe you didn't get the memo. I'm straight. Yeah, but your taste is way closer to Dylan's than mine is, so help me, please. Okay, it's like straight eye for the gay guy, right? Okay, uh, this? Enrique called. Wants his shirt back. Uh, this? Whole Oliver Twist thing? Please, sir, don't wear this. You look like an idiot. Spin, look. Planning on wrestling cattle, dude? Yeah, don't throw that. Now this. Classy, sporty, very David Beckham. And very Del Rossi. And so then he finally settles on an outfit that's like kind of sporty, but also still very Marco. Um, and Dylan comes and picks him up and Spinner answers the door and Dylan's like, Mr. Mason, like, where's my date? And, or actually I think he knocks on the door and Spinner's like, Marco, like, but it's like, dude, you got to answer the door for him. He can't answer the door. Come on, Spinner. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it's very cute and it's awesome that Spinner is letting Marco kind of use his place as where to get picked up because obviously he can't be at his own house. So I do appreciate the fact that like, they have all they are doing that all on the same page. They they know that people are still in the closet. Um, but yeah, when Spinner answers the door, it's kind of like he's kind of acting like a sibling in some <laughs> ways where it's like, dude, get down here like your date is here. It's great. I loved it. And then Marco walks out wearing the dumb hat and and is like, yeah, his outfit that ironically kind of looks like a bumblebee. And he gets in. Dylan's like very cool convertible but Dylan is like staring at the hat and he's like I mean it's great for a club and Marco's like I'm gonna take this off I'm sorry I've ruined it already and then a bee, then we see a bee in the car and Marco freaks out and Dylan's just kind of laughing and he thinks it's cute but I'm just like why the bee is the bee like his sexuality and he's like afraid of it I don't know what it's supposed to be yeah, I feel like the director is like trying to make the bee a metaphor or something because it keeps being brought up at these most awkward times. And honestly, this scene in general is just kind of strange because it's like, okay, yeah, they get in the car and then a bee comes and then Marco literally screams like a girl and is waving his hands and flopping around, which me too, Marco, me too, because I do that as well. But it's just a very random scene. They get back in the car and then it's like, okay, now time for our date. <laughs> Yeah, and then at their date, Dylan like is like, Marco's like, you don't think my bee-phobia is dumb? And <laughs> Dylan's like, no, it's kind of cute. And besides, I have a fear of killer whales. And like, he tells the story about how when he went to like basically SeaWorld, he like volunteered to like have the whale kiss him or whatever. And then he was like, and it looked like it wanted to kill me. But honestly, Dylan, your fear is probably a lot more legitimate because fucking blackfish and those whales in captivity kill fucking people. Yeah, and killer whales are also a lot bigger. They can kill people. Bees, yeah, stings suck. I've I've gotten a few, but you'll survive unless you're like deathly allergic. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but like phobias don't need to make sense if they're if they're a phobia. So whatever, Marco. Um, so then we cut over to the commercial viewing party. And poor Manny's like sandwiched in between these like two big dudes who are just like eating food and she's like not having a good time. But she showed up because she's a good friend. Yeah. And yeah, and then the commercial comes on and JT is so excited and it's like the worst thing ever. Yeah, so one, Manny's like squished between these two guys that we've literally never seen before. <laughs> um, she looks awkward as fuck and it's just like, why am I here? Why am I here? I'm doing this for JT, which good for you, Manny, because you do not look happy. Um, JT is beyond excited. He's like jumping around, like literally sits in front of the television like a five-year-old would when their favorite <laughs> show comes on. And this commercial is just so 2004, like they've got this weird looking dog who tries to eat a French fry. JT's like trying to rap, says dog a lot. It's, it's, he's like, these fries are wicky, wicky whack and like all these weird things. And it's like what is happening and then the commercial's over and JT is like smiling and is like oh my god it was great right guys like what did you guys think and then everyone's like silent and then fucking Jimmy Brooks like man after my own heart is like well if people give you a hard time tomorrow about this JT just say to them don't be all up in my fries dog and like again like such a gifable Jimmy moment that I've seen so many times. I love Jimmy. Like <laughs> I did just fall in love with him every single time a little bit more, especially in moments like these. <laughs> it was amazing. And then it's like, oh, okay. So it was a bad commercial JT. Yes. And he's embarrassed. Um, but then we cut back to Marco and Dylan's date. They're in the movie theater. And it's kind of like a weird, like revisiting of his first date with Ellie when they're in the movie theater. And they, like, don't know what to do with, like, holding hands. And it's like, oh, I don't know what's happening. And, but that was, like, when he was, like, he felt like he needed to hold her hand because he was still trying to, like, he still, like, was have, didn't, hadn't really come out to himself yet and was, like, trying to date Ellie to, like, prove to other people that he was, like, a macho dude. But then in this one, he's, like, actually really nervous about trying to hold Dylan's hand and Dylan sees this and he just and he's just like, I'm gonna take this into my own hands. Pun not intended. I'm sorry about that. And holds his hand and it's adorable and I love them. And also they do end up going to this like zombie movie. So in the background, you're also just hearing all these like sound effects of limbs <laughs> being broken and people screaming. So good for you, Marco. You went even though you clearly were, you know, not wanting to go. And Dylan just was like, Yeah, fuck, we're still going to this movie. <laughs> So romantic. <laughs> but Dylan was there to protect him. And then when they walk out, he seemed fine. And then, of course, yeah, once they fine. walk out of the movie, they run into Marco's parents because, of course, they did. And then they're like, oh, come get dinner with us, both of you. And it's like, oh, this is probably not the best way to end this date because then they go out to dinner. And Marco's dad is, like, all over the place. And then, like, the waiter comes by and, like, Somehow, Marco's dad immediately knows that he's gay, and he makes a really awful gay joke about him. And it's like, it has to do with, like, limp wrists, and it's not great. I'm not going to repeat it. And Marco's just like, Dad, stop. And then his mom is trying to, like, set Marco up with, like, 
this poor girl named Gabriella who's 300 pounds and goes to their church. And I'm just like, oh, poor Gabriella. Um, but also, that's not going to happen. Sorry, Marco's not into it. Also, Marco's mom, again, with the totally like stereotypical accent, which is really strong at first because she, when they first get introduced, when Marco and Dylan are coming out of the movie theater, she's like super Italian sounding. She says something about Spinner and she's like, is it Spinner? I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. And then the accent like calms down throughout the dinner. And I'm like, okay, clearly they're like, okay, a little too much. Bring it back a little bit. But yeah, the dinner scene is very awkward. Spinner or Marco's dad is just not great like it's sad because he it seems like a friendly guy but clearly like very homophobic very much like Spinner was at the beginning when Marco first came out yeah he's like I don't get it like I don't understand how like two men could be together like la 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 it's like first of all why are we talking about this at dinner um second of all please just stop please um and then Dylan is like oh look at the time I have to go and then it's like the date, like that's how the date ended. Oh my God, poor Marco. This is not great. And so then the next day at school, uh, JT gets there and then like Jay and Sean come up to him and like make fun of him and like, oh, don't be up in my fries, dog, like blah, blah, blah. And it's funny. And then Manny comes up to him and is like, it's going to be okay. Like people are assholes. Like we have to go to math class. And JT's like, I can't face anybody. And she's like, you're going to be fine. And I'm like, I mean, I get how, like, having Manny as a friend is going to, like, help him with this embarrassment. But, like, he just made, like, a dumb commercial. Like, Manny is, like, way more terrorized. And it's so, and, like, slut-shamed. And it's awful. But I'm like, okay, great. You have a buddy in this JT. And they're, like, palling around. And, like, like, that's how that storyline ends. I was not a fan of this B-plot. Yeah, the B-plot was just kind of dumb. Also, we didn't mention this. Manny is wearing some, like, weird checkered sweater oh. that's, like, half fur, half velvet. I don't even know what's going on. It's crazy. It's the weird, like, puffy, fluffy, blocky sweater she wears in the holiday episode when, like, Craig sees her on the ice skating rink and they, like, make out in public in the ice skating rink. It's, like, this gross, patchy sweater of my nightmares and it's back and I don't get it. And then she also, when JT and Manny are talking, she's like, well, coming from the school tramp, I'm like, come on, Manny, like, be nicer to yourself. But clearly she's just kind of accepted her fate at the moment and is just dealing with it, which I guess is what JT needs to do as well. He chose to do that commercial, so he's got to deal with the consequences. Um, and then when they go inside, Manny's like, we have to get our math on. I was like, <laughs> okay, have fun with that. Yeah, that could have been a reference to the commercial that I don't remember. Um, and then the episode ends with Spinner and Marco are walking, and Marco's like, oh, my God, it was a disaster. It was the worst date ever. Like, till it, Dylan totally doesn't like me. I don't even know how I can face him ever again. And then, of course, they're like, Spinner's like, well, you are got to do it now because there's Dylan now. They, like, walk by the dot, and Spinner, like, walks into the dot, and then Marco and Dylan are talking, and Dylan and Marco are like, Oh, God, it's all ruined, isn't it? And he's like, um, no, I I mean, I left because I thought I was saving you because that was really uncomfortable. And I definitely want to see you again. And Marco's like, oh, so, like, you'll let me make it up to you? Like, like you'll forgive me? And then Dylan, like, plants a big old kiss on him. It is Marco's first kiss, and it's so cute. 
And he's like, yeah, how about Friday? And then Marco's so happy, and that's how it ends. It was a very happy episode. Oh, yeah. this I mean, everyone swooned as soon as Dylan kissed Marco, and we're all just like, oh, my God, this is so cute, and you guys are so adorable, and I love it. But, yeah, very happy episode, which I guess is probably good. I think literally the most dramatic person in this episode was Marco, and he was the one making it dramatic (laughs) for no reason, except for maybe that dinner. But just very, like, feel-good episode, which was nice. It was refreshing. Yeah, especially after the, like, the past, like, four episodes have been very dramatic. And this was, like, a nice, like, it ended on a very happy note. Um, And, like, the B story was, like, barely anything. It, like, was, had no consequences. Um, At least no, like, long-lasting ones, really. Um, So... As for ship of the episode, I think it's really obvious it's Marco and Dylan. Yes, there should be no other contenders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck JT and Manny. Like, that's no. Um, And then Spirit Squad Captain, I think I am going to go with Spinner because he was like best friend of the year in this episode and was like helping Marco through everything with Dylan. He was like a really good shoulder to lean on and like a really good confidant for Marco and like he helped give him confidence to like put himself out there and start dating yeah I mean I it's weird to say Spinner being the spirit spot captain <laughs> but it it definitely he deserves it and I'm I'm quite proud of him hopefully we see more of it but we probably won't so yay Spinner good job <laughs> good job for now <laughs> until your fall from grace eventually yeah. um I feel like he has like 90 falls from graces but whatever or falls from grace. Um, moral of the episode is, I mean, at least for Marco, maybe to like have confidence in yourself and like, like don't put yourself down and have confidence in yourself. I don't know. I guess. I mean, it doesn't really apply to the B plot, but that was just like a dumb B plot with like not really, like don't care about, maybe don't care about what other people think and have confidence in yourself. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things when it comes to dating and especially when you're really nervous. And I mean, they are in high school. We're all immature in high school. Mm-hmm. Things happen. We're all emotional and overdramatic, so it's fun. But just, you know, be confident be confident in yourself and like if you know, go for it. Like be that person to know that you can do it and you can date this person and just yeah, be yourself because that's why people like you to begin with. <laughs> Well said. Um, so then I think, yeah, we have a YouTube comment that we picked out, which we thought was fairly humorous. It's by Rosser Snow four weeks ago. And she says, how does Marco's dad notice the waiter is gay right away, but does not notice his own son is gay? And then there's a reply by Bananas Ride that just says denial. And I thought that was pretty funny. Yes, very accurate. It's kind of ridiculous the fact that literally the waiter says two words, like looks the dad in the face and he leaves and the dad's like goes homophobia on him like crazy. You're like, dude, you have blinders on. Um, So now we have some stuff for the grapevine. Um, We have some tweets. So we have one from Trisha uh, at TB, Trisha, T-E-E. And she says about the Take On Me episode, um, Ellie and Sean were good for each other at that point in time. 
but Semo is still endgame, even though they aren't. They are, which, yeah, totally. I agree with that. How do you feel about Semo, Carly? That's kind of like one of our most talked about ships on this podcast. Uh, Sean and Emma forever. I definitely grew up with Holland and her Sean obsession. <laughs> so, um, yes, the fact that she, like, marries Spinner, I'm just like, ew, gross. What are you thinking, Emma? You're better than that. But, yes, Semma and game always. Right. So, wait, who is your, um, like, I have my Sean. Kelsey has Craig. I like how I called him my Sean. <laughs> who is your, like, ultimate Degrassi crush? We were kind of talking about this earlier, and um, you couldn't really decide on one, but I think you have one who hasn't showed up yet. Yes. Oh. So I was definitely a huge fan of Peter. Um, he is an asshole, which, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I've dated some, so maybe that's why. Um, yes, I definitely heart swooned over Peter, even though he did some dumb shit in Degrassi. Also, I am, I'm like Kelsey, where Jay also is like a close second. I love my bad boy. Um, and yeah. Dirtbag bad boys. <laughs> love the dirtbags. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, so we have another tweet from Rebecca Seaman, um, and she said, I died over my shout out. Oh, uh, yeah. We sh- so I think we read one of our tweets previously. And she says, also, my last name is pronounced more like demon instead of lemon. Middle school was really hard. And I thought that was kind of funny. But I feel bad. I'm like, I feel you. That's not a great time to have that name. But I think I tweeted back at you and said, I hope that you have had someone like Jimmy Brooks in your life who was a good friend and could have like helped you through that time and like fuck all the haters. And <laughs> we have one more tweet from my sister at Allegra Baker. And this is in reference to the accidents will happen episode. And she just says, how did someone raised solely by Spike turn out so lame? Which exactly. I have no idea. Emma is just, like, a beast of her own making. Yeah, considering, like, Spike is, like, our feminist, like, person that we love on this show, the fact that Emma still just, there are some views that she has, it's like, where is this coming from? Like, what is going on? But I love Allegra. Uh, she's also, you know, my cousin because she's Holland's <laughs> sister. So, hi, Allegra. <laughs> love it. And that is all the grapevine we have right now. But if you want to be featured on our grapevine section, you can tweet at us at Degrassi Pod. Um, we're also on Tumblr, uh, whatever it takes, podcast.tumblr.com. And you can email us, which we love getting emails. We just had an amazing one from our resident straight guy, Sean Quigley. And if you want to be featured on the grapevine extensively and even get out your own shameless plugs like Sean did, which I don't know how much it will help you because... We're kind of a small podcast, but whatever. We love hearing from you regardless. Um, you can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And we are on SoundCloud and we're on iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, you should rate and leave us a review because that really helps us out. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a mini fan fiction on the spot about you and somebody from Degrassi. I know Carly has left a review and she has requested her own fan fiction because we started doing that after she left one. So maybe we'll, maybe next episode, Kelsey and I will make up a fan fiction for you. And now that we know your ultimate Degrassi guy is Peter, 
we like have some direction. And so if you guys want something like that, please leave us a review. It would be awesome. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tacular. Do you want to plug any social media, Carly? Um, you, I don't have a Twitter. I'm lame, I know, but I just, I can't, I love reading it, but I can't get into it. I, I'm too busy. <laughs> um, but you can follow me on Instagram at Karma Page, and that's Karma with a C, and then Page is P-A-I-G-E. You're new look, new page. I'm actually really <laughs> jealous of your middle name solely because Paige Michael Chug. Um, but, um, and then as for something else I'm going to plug, I am going to plug a podcast I just started listening to. It's called Remarkable Lives, Tragic Deaths. And it's basically just like, like they're pretty short episodes about really interesting people who actually, who like died tragically. Like the first episode is about Rasputin. There was Harry Houdini, Amelia Earhart. Like, they're all, like, little quick history lessons about interesting people, and I highly recommend it. Do you want to plug anything? <laughs> so I'm going to be a little lame and plug an oldie but a goodie. Um, I am a lover of Gilmore Girls, will always be obsessed, will probably always be my number one show in my heart. And the four-parter on Netflix comes out November 25th. So if you start right now, you'll probably finish it just in time for <laughs> it to come out or for the four-part to come out. So Gilmore Girls, if you haven't watched it before, try it out. It's amazing. Seasons one through three. And Jess is just to die for. Yeah. I still need to watch the last season. And everyone tells me I just need to get through it. But it, but everyone also tells me it's the worst season ever. But I am trying. Uh, but I know Kelsey also in love with Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls is great, except for that last season. I don't want to do it, but I will. Push for, through. I have to push through for the reunion. Um, but that is all that we have for today. Um, thank you for being a guest host on our show, Carly. You're welcome. I <laughs> loved it. It was fun. So goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. <laughs> <laughs>